Two Recruiters, One Mike. A podcast brought to you by Talent United, where we talk about business, people, and the business of people. That's Dion Hart. And that is Gary Banks. This is the radio. Welcome back to another episode of Two Recruiters, One Mike. A podcast brought to you by Talent United. Uh, with me, Dion Ha, and at the other end of the table, Gary Banks. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. So if you listened to last week's podcast, you would have heard uh, that we covered off how to prepare for an interview. And so we thought this week the natural progression was to uh, discuss how to interview well. So we're essentially saying you've, you've prepped well, you've turned up to the interview, you're about to walk through the door of the organisation that you're interviewing with. Gary, what's the first thing to keep in mind? I'd say open the door <laughs> as start. opposed to walking through right. the door. Yeah, so, what do so, you know if it's open already? Oh, well, then you don't know what to do. Stroll on in. Yeah, no, so you, and we talked before about you know, sometimes you might be pumped up in that Superman pose or Wonder Woman pose or whatever you want to call it, but, but you're confident, you're ready to go in. First thing you do is, is most places there's going to be a person on reception, receptionist or somebody there to greet people, um, key person. Key yes, person. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I do. Why is that? Well, because... Because a lot I of do. people might be thinking, well, they're just there to, you know, say hello to people and, you know, answer the phone. Absolutely. But they do a lot more than that, don't oh, 100%. they? 100%. I actually know of a number of employers that what they'll do is they run it past it. They, they call it the receptionist test. They mm. say, how polite and how friendly yep. were you to that receptionist on the way in and did you... You know, treat them kindly with respect, that sort of stuff. Yep. So that is a make and break. So absolutely, 100%, that's what you do. Um, make sure that and, – and that should be the same, obviously, throughout the interview. It, it's, you know, re- respect and kindness should flow all the way through. Or, or just maybe just life in general. Like that's a human being, they're doing their job, you, you know. You might want to say hello and yeah. and communicate with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't realise we were getting the advice of – Beyond the interview here, this is great oh, stuff. Right? This is absolute gold. Throw some life advice to, to like that. where I can. <laughs> Which is good. And the advice I guess I, I tend to give is, um, I had done this for a number of years, we have a bit of a mantra um, that we'll say to people before they go into an interview, it's positive, confident, happy. Okay? Yeah, good. Uh, so that's what you need to be in the interview. Um, positive is... And we'll sort of expand on this a little bit as we go through, but it, it's trying to express things in a positive light as opposed to a negative light yeah. um, when, you, when you're talking about things. Uh, look, the, the key one on that is when people say, well, why are you leaving? You know, it, it, on a much of a positive basis, not that, yeah, oh, look, the new manager is a bit of a, bit of a dill, um, don't really like them, um, so, you know, moving on. That doesn't live a, a taste. So, hey, a bit more positive way look, there's been a change in the management. It's really not resonating with me at the moment, so I'm looking to, you know, to work with people that I can work you know, better closely with. Yeah, in the it's, it's not really a... Um, it's not really to be taken as an opportunity to, to bag your, 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 well, either current or former employer, depending on whether you still work there, um, nor is it a place to air dirty laundry about an organisation either as much as... You know, sometimes, depending on their experience, sometimes might, someone might want to, to say a few bad things about where they work or where they used to work. Um, it's really not going to serve you well as far as the interview goes to be, you know, coming across in a negative way. And, and even gossip sort of stuff. Like, often yeah. you might go, so you might go and be interviewing with a competitor and they're wanting to know, well, what's the gossip, what's the story? 
yeah, I think you've got to be a little bit circumspect with this. You don't yeah. just go in and say, oh, let me tell you that, you know, such and such in, uh, in marketing and, and finance, yeah. they're, they're having an affair or something like that. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the great. sort of stuff you don't... You, yeah, you don't bring that to the yeah, table. Yeah. I, I, know that. I, think pe- I think people lose sight of the fact that when they're leaving a company, if you're talking to the company that you're potentially going to, well, you're going to leave them at some stage as well, unless you're, you know, 63 and this is going to be your last job. Um, so I, I tend to think if somebody, and I always say the same to candidates when they say, well, how quickly, you know, should I just, should I work out my notice period or, you know, just do a sort of dump and burn? I say, well, look, at the end of the day, you're also going to leave the organisation that you're going to and they probably are looking at, well, how are you leaving the last organisation because that's probably how you're going to leave us yep. at some point down the track. So, yeah, don't be, um, don't be, don't be airing uh, dirty laundry of the company you're at. And just before we get through reception, another thing that I think is really important is um, when you're waiting, try and, try and actually be a little sort of active and engaged and interested in what the business is doing. So... You know, a lot of them might have, they might have pictures on the wall, they might have awards, they might have industry magazines. Just do something so you're not just sitting there, you know, like a bit of a sloth, just waiting, you know, slumped over on the couch, just waiting for someone to come out and get you. Just be a bit, be a bit engaged, be a bit interested and just be ready to go because, you know, the person that is interviewing you could walk through the door at any time. And, and even better, you know, make mention of those things. You know, when they yeah. come to the door, you're looking, oh, see, you guys won that award. I didn't realise that, you know. And they, all of a sudden, they're feeling good because you're noticing stuff about them. It's like, you know, you get a haircut and someone comes in and no one notices that you've had a haircut. Doesn't feel great. Somebody says, hey, like your haircut, all of a sudden, oh, right, great, thank you. Put you in a good mood. So you're getting on the right foot. Um, as much as possible. We inside of the Gary Banks there, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that. So, yeah, so, so very much so, but it, it's keeping it in that positive frame, like, uh, what you're yep. trying to do. Everything you're talking about, frame it in the positive as much as possible in all of your conversations that you're, you're having. Um, the confident part of the positive, confident, happy, that, that's not to be confused for arrogance. Yep, yep. Um, so confidence, arrogance, two very different things. Uh, this is about confidence in your ability to do your job. And to be honest, you should have that confidence in the ability of the job or else you wouldn't be going for another one. You know, you say, well, I know how to do this. This is what I do. I'm a professional at whatever it is that I do or I've been doing this for a long time. I know my stuff. Uh, get that across without being, you know, I am the greatest in the world at this. But just, you know, hey, I'm a professional job. I know how to do it. I do it well and I'm proud of that. Yeah, you're there to talk about a topic. And that topic is you, and that's probably a topic you know more about than any other topic. So be confident that you've got the answers to, you know, to the questions that you you expect to be asked. Um, and and look, if you are in a if you're interviewing for a role where maybe you haven't done it before, or or this is a big step in your career, or may, you know it might be your first professional role, or you might have changed industries, then you know just just look for those things that you can have confidence in, and and if it is something like you're changing industries, well, you know, just rely on times where you've done similar things in the past and go, well, I've done, I've done this before. I've, I've had job A and then I've managed to get myself job B and now I'm going for something different. So, you know, just find that confidence where you can. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll expand on that a little bit later on, on, you know, doing a lot of your questioning around that. But it's interesting you say that, that people, you know, talking about themselves because, you know, apart from the two people on this podcast, a lot of people don't like talking about themselves. You know, and it's not it's not the most common thing that they do, you know, and, and they feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But this is the time. If there's ever a time that you need to talk about yourself, this is it. Very true. Yeah. And if, 
you know, if you are a little bit nervous, uh, again, I, I go back to saying that's actually a yeah, really a good. good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. And, and if if you need to, if you are a case, and, and to be honest, you, you're probably not as nervous as you think. A lot of people just, oh, I, I feel it, but it doesn't necessarily come across. Sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a train wreck. And if you are one of those, you think this is, my nerves are really a problem here. You, you, but there's obviously stuff you can research to, to get the better of that. But at least try and um, disarm the person a little bit at the start and just say, hey, look, sorry if I come across a little bit nervous today, but I've seen the job from what I'm looking at and I really like it and I'm very keen on it. So that's why I'm a little bit nervous. And then all of a sudden the person at the other end of the table is going to go, oh, no, you'll be okay, you'll yeah. be fine. And they might go a little bit easier on you or the, their expectations of you uh, have automatically been lowered. And then when you exceed those expectations, invariably at the end of the interview, they go, oh, that's that wrong with you, you're okay, yeah. you're fine, you know. But most people interviewing don't want you to be nervous and most good interviewers will try and do something to to put you at ease. You know, and uh, like I, you know, I always say, if, if I think people are nervous, I just say, look, this is just a conversation. We're just having a chat. At the end of the day, it's, there's it's, no real dire consequences that come out of this. It's just a chat. Yeah, you don't have the job now. The worst yeah. thing that can happen is that yeah, you don't yeah, have the job at the end of it. You, you, know? you don't so, have it when you leave. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's just like having a coffee with someone. But again, some people are put in that position, and it's a little bit confronting for them, meeting people for the first time, sort of stuff. But really, just try and keep. I think the, the whole idea is just try and keep the the mood nice and light and breezy yeah. uh, as much as possible. And, and the third part, I guess, of the, the holy triumvirate of uh, positive, confident, happy is... The holy what? Triumvirate. Oh. That means three. Wow. Yeah, okay. But I, know, I, know, I know I'm expanding your vocabulary yeah, by doing it's this. Good series, to learn, so. it's good to learn new things. <laughs> it's really good. Um, it is happy. Uh, and and it's, it's more about... Yeah, I don't mean you necessarily have to be in there... You know, cracking jokes and all that sort of thing. If that's not you, yeah. Um, if hey, if you if you tell a good joke, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But um, it, it, for most people, it really is. It's about being yeah happy in their persona yeah. uh, and what yeah. you're looking at. And because you, when you're looking to employ people, you don't want to employ the the sad sack of the office that that's really down and deadbeat and and they're just not great people to have around. Yeah, you I want mean, somewhere a bit of vibrancy and energy. Exactly. Everyone talks about you know hire for what are they hire for attitude and train skills. So people are interviewing you in a large part based on uh, what's this person going to be like in the team. What are they going to be like around the office? And if you're a bit of a you know a bit of a Debbie Downer, um, then you're going to be you're going to be looked at in a much less positive light than if you're someone who you know, an interviewer thinks, oh, this person's going to add a bit of vibrancy, a bit of fun to the office. And, and as Gary said, you don't have to be in there cackling your head off like the Joker. But, you know, just try and be, try and be a bit happy, try and be a bit positive and, and try and make the, um, the exercise a, a bit fun, as fun as it can be. I know you're probably nervous and so are they, but just try and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, and, and a lot of people talk about the, the icebreakers when you first come in. Uh, I'm not really a massive fan of those. It's just normal conversation. It's like we talked about already you know, potentially be um, talking about what they've seen in the office, oh, I'll see you won that award or blah, 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 or, hey, I'm a little bit nervous, that is your icebreaker, whatever it might be. You don't have to come up with some sort of killer insight right at the start to, to break the ice. It's really just, you know, a conversation. And, and invariably what's probably going to happen is that the, the interviewer is going to lead the way in somewhat because, yeah. you know, as much as we always say, you know, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Technically, they're interviewing you because they're the ones have, who have something to offer at the end of the day and they're making a decision on if they're going to offer it. So they sort of, I guess, lead the way and, and will go first. Yeah, if, most if of the like. questioning 
initially anyway, we'll, we'll be led by them. Yeah, and you'll, you'll probably find, um, you know, they might, look, we've talked about some questions to ask from the client side in other podcasts of, you know, how do you lead with them? And hopefully they don't lead with, you know, anything absolutely ridiculous that puts you offside straight away. Yeah. But invariably what they'll probably do is talk a little bit about, sometimes they talk about the opportunity up front and they just give you, it, it tends to be a, a, a more of an umbrella view that they'll talk about the company and where they're going and the role and where this sits and all that sort of thing. They, they do that enough to give you context, I guess, so when they they will then start asking you questions. So, and that that is basically then your chance to shine. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people when you're looking at this you know, and making that decision of this is the right thing, you're thinking, what's in it for me? Yeah, yeah. First, lead with what's in it for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to have a better chance of getting, <clears throat> excuse me, what's in it for you yeah. if you show them what's in it for them. 100%. Yeah, so I think that, that's how you, how you start. And next, I guess there's... Um... I, think, I, think that's a really, I think that's a really valuable piece of advice because at the moment, you know, everybody who's awake knows that it's a very candidate short market. Employers are struggling to get talent. So I, I know we've talked about it here in the office. I know I've certainly seen it where it, I've seen some people who think, well, these people should just be lucky that I'm sitting in their office having a conversation. And look, in some parts, in some ways, yes, they should be. Um, but that shouldn't be your focus for the interview is, will you tell me why I should come and work here? Um, they should do that anyway, but if that's the overriding tone of the interview, well, you 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 know you caught me, you you win me, uh, then you probably you know you, you just it's just you're not going to come off well. Let let them let them draw out of you you know what you can bring to the table, and then you know and, and maybe this this might roll on to part three. I think Gaz of of uh, how to interview well is how to draw out from the from the the client or the organisation that you're interviewing, um, what's in it? What's what's going to be in this for you? Yeah. But don't lead with that. Yeah, you don't. I think you don't want to put all your cards in the table. It comes across as arrogant and entitled and elitist. If you say, "Well, I, I, I'm the big shot here. You 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 sell to me." If you can show them what they're getting, they'll sell. They'll give you more. Yeah. You know that, that that's the that's the whole deal. And, and it's a it's a wee bit of a dance. This whole interview yeah, thing, for sure. Um, you know, they'll lead, and then you'll lead, and then and they'll lead, and there will be toing and froing, and and you've got to sort of play the game a little bit. But if you go in and you say, "I'm great, give me this from the yeah. start," they're going to go, "You know what? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so." You know, and, and rest assured, we give the same advice to our clients too. If, if you know, if they if they were to sit in an interview and just go on and on and on about themselves and why they're so great and why you should be so immensely grateful that you even have the opportunity to sit in their office for an interview. Uh, we would also counsel the uh, the heck out of them on that too because yeah. that's not the way to do it from their yeah. side either. So if they were wanting to say, okay, well, I want to show this business what's what's in it yep. for them, how do they go about it? Sorry, say again. <laughs> I'm slightly <laughs> distracted there. How do they what? How do they go? So if, if I'm here, I want to show you the who's interviewing me. Great. What I'm all about. How, What's the best way of me trying to get across how, you know, I guess, how good I am? Yeah, look, you? I think there's, uh, I think there's probably two parts to that. There's, uh, there's stories. So, you know, we were saying, we were just talking before we started recording about, you know, you, rather than hypothesise on what you, what you might be able to do, um, tell stories about what you have done. Because, you know, anyone who's interviewed more than a handful of people, they, they know that 
the person being interviewed probably has a reasonably good uh, idea of what someone wants to hear. So if you're just saying, look, I can do this, I can do that, I've got these strengths, blah, 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 it's very easy for that to sort of blend into, well, that's what a lot of other people say, and that's what you think I want to hear. Tell me what you have done. Um, so if you, can, if you can tell stories of where you've dealt with, I don't know, you've dealt with troublesome employees if you're a manager, or you've dealt with problem clients, or you've dealt with conflict, or you've dealt with tricky situations, or organisational change, or market change, or whatever it is that you think you might face in the role that you're interviewing for, and you can tell stories about where you've actually done that in past roles, that is incredibly valuable. Yeah, you can nearly, you're sort of pretty preempting these stories before you go in. And you go, well, there will, there will be one that's a variation on the theme of overcoming an obstacle. Yep. Or working as a team is always a, a goal, goal one. And, and the difficult client, the difficult customer. And so you can say, okay, well, that's a really good anecdote. And when we say stories, we're not saying made up stuff. It's <laughs> yes. like, it's like actual Ideally, real. Ideally, that'd be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, 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 that is stuff that's actually, actually happened. And we don't want these to be going on, you know, like uh, uh, Grandpa Simpson in The Simpsons. You know, I was wearing an onion on my belt, which was the style of the time sort of stuff. We don't want that. But we want it punchy, you know, 30 seconds to, if it's a quite involved, maybe a minute, minute and a half max. Yep. Yeah, any more than that, you're just droning. You uh, unless, unless you do find yourself sitting in front of Gary Banks interviewing for a job at Talent United, and I'll give you the hot tip. If you drop a Simpsons reference, <laughs> he'll probably just about high. You're pretty much in um, the door straight away. So. But, but so I think this comes back to, you know, in last week's episode, we talked about how to prep for an interview, and we talked about knowing your um, knowing your CV inside out. But, it, but it's also about knowing your background inside out and, and just recalling things that you have done and, and remembering things where you've been, maybe situations that you have been in that are challenging and how you've navigated your way through those so you can draw on examples because you don't want to leave the interview and be driving home and think, oh, why didn't I tell him about that time Johnny yep. did the thing and I solved the problem? You know, oh, I wish I'd told him about that. So know your, know your background and know your achievements inside out as well so you can tell stories about them. But also, um, also any – so the second part of that, A, tell stories, B, have quantifiable things you can talk about. Um, where you've made a real difference to a situation. So that might be reducing, depending on your job, that might be reducing costs, it might be increasing efficiencies, it might be increasing production volumes, it might be increasing sales or profitabilities or margins or whatever the case may be. But if you can give real-life quantifiable results, then, you know, they're very real things that you can table as far as, well, what's in it for you if you hire me? Well, this is what I do. I increase sales by 20%. I, I drop wastage by 17%, whatever it is, because companies are going to think, well, that's a really good thing that, that we could benefit from. We, we would love someone to come in and, you know, hit over budget by 20%. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and I think the key there is where you saw you're putting the numbers in. So it's not yeah. just, oh, I, I reduce costs, okay, but I reduce costs in this thing by 20%. That is so much more powerful than just saying I reduce costs. And, and you look for the number that's the most impressive. You know, if it is something that uh, I took it from one to two, well, that's a 100% increase. But yep. saying I increased it by one doesn't sound so much. But you might look at if it is you're working for a big business and you, hey, you know what, I managed to save a quarter of a million dollars uh, across our budget over the, the last fiscal year. Great, throw that in because that's a big number and that sounds more impressive. So yep. whatever sounds 
the, the most impressive. Um, you can do it. Now, the person on the other end of the table, if they, unless they're an idiot, will probably be able to work it out. And they know, that, again, this is the, this is the game. Yeah. Hey, I'll move from one to two is a 100% increase. Oh, well, what did you start with? <laughs> yeah. And you have a bit of a, you know, you, you'll have a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh about that sort of stuff. So I think the quantifiable results is definitely the way to do it. Uh, it, it has to have those numbers attached as much as possible yeah. uh, to make it seem more real. Yeah, those would be, <clears throat> excuse me, as I say, those would be the two, the two sides of the coin, I suppose, is to have anecdotes about things you've done and numbers to back them up. Yeah, and I think certainly when you're doing those anecdotes, let's not, you know, say, yeah, you're the hero of the story, but it's, you know, no, no man is an island, as the saying goes, so you're not just doing it by yourself. So if it was something where the team achieved something and you were a member of the team... Yeah, say it was the team. Yeah, well, the, our team, we did this and we, and, and as my part of the team, I did this. And so you, you show that you're working a team and you're not taking you know, glory for it. And and even if the case, if you want to be a bit self-deprecating, you just say, look, I was in the team and all of that, but it was really led by John over there. Uh, and, you know, and I like working with John because he allowed me to do this. And, and you, you're getting across what you want to do, but you're not saying, hey, it was all, you know, it was all about me. Was all I, me. I, was, I, I was the hero of the story. I was part of the team that was the hero of the story. Yep. Is what we're looking at. So I think, you know, that's where you want to look at. You really want to try to get this across how you do things. You're giving anecdotes um, from the past of, of what you've done. Um, to, to show them, well, this is this is a serious contender. This is somebody that we are, you know, realistically looking uh, looking to, to hire. So, so what to from there? Where do, where do we go from that point onwards? Well, guys, I think it's probably it's probably time for us to wrap up this episode. So we'll come back uh, next week, I think, with with what will be part three, which is going to be how do you work out what's in a role for you? Which you know, as we, we've said before, is it's equally as important. For sure. Um, so you really want to find out what's in uh, a role for you. So if you have an interview in the next week, hopefully some of those tips uh, will be helpful, and you can interview better and if you, uh, we hope you get the job um, but if you want to know any more we'll be back next week as I say with episode three how to work out what's in a role for you so thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and we'll see you back next week on the two recruiters one mic podcast thanks for listening please rate review and subscribe so we can reach more people and don't forget if you want to submit a question for our talent bite section you can do so on our website two recruiters one mic.com see you next time